to be back at 5011 Almeda at Wichita. They tell me Jerry B. Beasley has been running the place over here. I miss you, Jerry. Miss you as well. Miss you as well. well Your audience misses you as well. Well, I, I miss them as well, and I'll tell you what, I'm glad to be back. And when I woke up this morning at 5 o'clock to be here, Jerry, I said, hey, this is kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my body was resisting getting up at 5 o'clock this morning to prepare for the show, but... I'm here, and I'm pleased to uh, be back at uh, KCOH Historic Building uh, on Almeda. I want to talk to you today about several things. You know, uh, I was asked to comment on um, Channel 26 about my uh, thoughts concerning uh, the protests of Joe Biden uh, when he uh, went to Georgia, and I have some pretty strong feelings about that, and I know that some of you are going to disagree with my feelings. Uh, Jerry, how do you think I, I, I you, what do you think my position is? That the protests were good or the protests were not good against Biden? When people I'll, were saying, hey, you haven't, you haven't stepped up to the plate on the Voting Rights Act soon enough or more aggressively, and therefore uh, we're not even going to show up and listen to you. I can say that I said yesterday on the air, whatever you're going to say is going to be totally opposite of what we <laughs> normally would think you would say. So, so where, what do you say? I would say this because I know who I am. I still would have showed up for him. I wouldn't have. I would have not stepped out and not showed up if he came. I would have probably had some words with him and asked him why in private, but I still would have represented. Well, Jerry, you would have gotten back past Secret Service and said, "Hey, we're gonna have a private conversation about this." Yeah, you know I don't <laughs> like this, son. So we're gonna talk later. But I'm gonna show up for the cameras. Well, I have to tell you, um, my view is the same as yours. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I got a divine revelation at Walgreens on this matter. Now, see, see there you go, I'm snickering, I'm snickering <laughs> on me. But I have to tell you, I really did. I came out of Walgreens that sa the same day, and I saw a man sitting on the sidewalk, and he was begging for money. And I was about to go in my pocket and give him some money, contrary to my normal practice, and a, a, another guy stepped out and handed the guy a dollar bill. Mm. The gentleman who was on the sidewalk begging for money jumped up, snatched the dollar out of the guy's hand, and then began to berate the guy that he only gave him a dollar. Now you may say, well, what kind of divine unction is this? When I got in my car, I thought, the man who tried to help him got insulted by him. And that's the way I see Biden. We tolerated this Nazi president mm -hmm. for four years who wasn't doing anything for us. Mm -hmm. And now I hear black folk talking about, well, he, did, he, you know, he gave us this, he gave us that. This orange raccoon. Yeah. And now... 
we have a sympathetic president who says, hey, I recognize you've been overlooked, ignored, marginalized, and I'm going to try and do something about this. And instead of being appreciative, mm -hmm. we're protesting the man who gave us the dollar on the sidewalk. Now, ain't that a divine, isn't that a yeah. divine, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a divine revelation. It is a revelation, but do we have any cause to be a little bit disturbed? Sure because you do. probably have said that he could have done more and should have done more, but he does have a lot on him. And I look at both sides of the story, even when he had a supposedly hot mic on and he called the man a son of a whatever. And I'm thinking all the stuff the other president said, are we really going to stick to that? I'm for right is right, wrong is wrong. And, but I still would have showed up to show support. There will be no division if I'm on the team. I'll just lead the team before I do that. Well, I, you know, I'm going to support him because I think his heart is right. His yeah. policies are right in terms. I don't like all the spending, but and quite honestly, I think he's trying to help individuals. If I were in a leadership position like he is, I'd talk less, mm -hmm. and I'd have more people yeah. out front talking for me. Because every time you talk and the, and the world is just too dynamic and it mm -hmm. changes, you have, to, you have to own what you said before, yeah. although the world has gone past where you are. So I think that if I were, if you were to ask me a candid opinion like, you know, Kamala was talking to you and you were kind of giving <laughs> her some world policy, uh, I would tell him, I'd say, you know, Mr. President, step back a little bit. Get your surrogates to talk on mm -hmm. these issues. And then once reality stabilizes, then come forward with a position. But right now he's getting in the middle of issues while they're still transitioning. And then yeah. he's, it's, a, it's a trap for him. And uh, unfortunately, I think he's um, getting some unwarranted criticism because he's just stepping out too early on some issues. That being the case, if he, you know, as people who are uh, in need in this country, at least this president seems to be helping or trying to help those of us that are most needy and have been ignored. How about that, Jerry? I believe that. So, so, so I did, did I meet your expectation this time? Because we're agreeing. You did because I, I, you kind of made me bad with it because I thought you were going to say something totally different. That something that everybody wasn't going to say. But the majority of people that listen to this show and to the station agree with what you're saying. So that's what I. I was hope you would say, and well, you did say. I thought you were going to say I something. I appreciate coming. that. You know, sometimes I have a ragged way of looking at, <laughs> at reality. I just think that it's it's so refreshing to think of the world a little differently and yeah. not get locked in with common language and common thought. Yeah. So good. I scored one. one. <laughs> you did Back into now. I'm probably going <laughs> to violate a little bit later, but, but I appreciate it. So those of you who are tuning in, let me tell you, we have some amazing candidates running for uh, judgeships uh, here in this city. Um, and this morning, I have the pleasure of interviewing five of them. Um, it's going to be Lemma Barazi, and this is an outstanding candidate. I didn't know her until um, another friend of mine told me about her and said, hey, you need to have her on your show. And I said, okay, fine. She's number one. And she's here. Uh, just a brilliant person, and I want you all to uh, learn about her just as I am. Then we have Paul uh, Pam Medina. She's running for pre-probate uh, pre uh, yeah, pre court number two. We have Cal Carter, who is a sitting judge, uh, and I'm right now before him, so I'm a little scared about this that interview because he is actually 
uh, presiding over a case that I have in his court. He's running for re-election to the, no, he's running for Court of Appeals position. And then another candidate, I don't know, Ron Capana, do you know him? No, I don't. I don't know him. So we all are going to learn about these candidates at the same time. And then I have a criminal law judge um, who's going to be on at 9 o'clock, and I'll keep that as a surprise for you. So let's just get to get right to it. We have Ms. Lemma Barazi, and I read her resume last night. I said, damn, this is an outstanding person. So Ms. Lemma, welcome to the Ben Hall Legal Hour. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. All right, well, tell the listeners why and what you are and, and why you want to be a judge. Okay, well, I uh, immigrated to this great country with my family. When I was a child, we immigrated from Damascus, Syria, and I grew up in Aleph. I went to public schools here. I went to um, Kilo Middle School, Elsick High School, and then I got a full scholarship to the University of Houston. Were y'all any good in sports? We were. We were good. We had a good football team. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You were quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately I wasn't. I wasn't into sports. Okay. Um, I was uh, more into academics, and that's what got me my scholarship and allowed me to attend uh, university. Otherwise, I don't think we would have been able to afford it. Okay. And um, I got my degree in English and in political science, and then I was accepted into the University of Houston Law Center, and I went there. Um, and I, I um, was fortunate enough to be offered a felony prosecutor position straight out of law school. Where? Where? Up in Potter County. Okay. So I moved up to Amarillo for that job. You liked it? I loved it. I loved being a public servant. I loved uh, prosecuting cases. Uh, I felt like um, I was able to be fair and consider all the evidence before issuing indictments, unlike other prosecutors. And I felt like I was able to make a difference. How and long did you do that? I did that for about two years. How many trials? I've had about 150 trials, criminal trials. And after that, I, that's when I met my husband. And he was doing his uh, residency at Texas Tech. And we got married, and he um, got a fellowship in nephrology in Lubbock. So we moved there. And while I was there, I, I uh, did some uh, criminal law defense. I did some family law. I also got my MBA. Oh, from Texas Tech, and I transitioned into civil litigation. Well, we, we, we won't hold that against the Texas Tech. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're super duper smart. Oh, thank you. you. You're very experienced in the courtroom, um, and you have a law firm, right? That's correct. Tell right us now. about that. Well, currently, I am the litigation partner for a intellectual property boutique law firm. We have offices here in Houston and in California and in the Ukraine. We specialize in working with small to mid-sized companies. We love working with startups. And so we're concentrated on intellectual property and commercial litigation. There's a transactional side to the firm, and I handle the litigation side. Oh, my. Yeah. So you're in the courtroom defending the patents and all of that, or what do you do? Defending and prosecuting and everything intellectual property, trade secrets, uh, copyright infringements, uh, tra uh, trademark misappropriation, uh, patents, commercial litigation. Well, then, with all that success, all that education, all that experience, why settle for the judgeship? Well, I've seen a lot of things th 
throughout my 15 years as an attorney, and I didn't like it. There's a lot of things I've seen um, in the courtroom, a lot of things I've seen in private offices and special proceedings when I, would, when I was with grand jurors. There's a lot of bias. There's a lot of discrimination. It's both implicit and explicit. You think among judges? Among judges, among jurors, among attorneys. And as an Arab American Muslim female, I'm a part of several minority groups. And I've seen discrimination against people from my community, from other minority groups, and I'm tired about complaining about it. And I'm ready to do something in the position as a judge. Is that, well, I won't, I won't personalize it as to this particular opponent that you have in this, this case, but you just think that you will bring a fresh voice, a new perspective to what's going on at the courthouse. Yes, it's not this judge's specific, no. But I do believe I have a diverse perspective and, and I have an ability to be compassionate. And the fact that I practice over several areas of law, both as a plaintiff's attorney and as a defense attorney, helps me in that regards. And the fact that I, I speak several languages. What languages do you speak? Well, I speak every dialect of the Arabic language, so I'm able to communicate with people from across the Middle East, North Africa. I have native level proficiency in speaking Arabic, writing Arabic, and reading Arabic. Oh my. Yes. I don't ever want to be before you. Because I'm going to say, Judge, go ahead and rule, Judge. I have no arguments for you. That sounds great. Yeah, thank you. Well, so um, take, take us through the selection process. What do you have to do to win? Well, right now, I have to make it through the primaries. When is that? The primaries are March 1st, is March 1st, but early voting starts February 14th and is through February 28th. In my particular race, there's three individuals. So there might be a runoff, and we'll see about that. So after the primaries, if there's a runoff, that will be my next big um, election. Do you know Aubrey Taylor? I am familiar with her. Oh, okay, well, it's a him. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Aubrey Taylor. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Aubrey Taylor. Audrey, okay, Evans. But I want, you to know, I want you to know him because he's pushing um, your opponent, and I don't know why. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk to him because okay. that, that should not, I mean, when I say pushing it, he has kind of a readership of about 200,000, 300,000 people. And um, it's curious. He's never asked for my opinion about the opponent. but I Which opponent specifically? Scott. Scott Dollinger? Okay. Yeah. And, um, and I've told you, uh, I thought that um, uh, Dollinger made a wrong decision in a rape case I had, a child rape case. Um, the defense wanted to know whether the 16-year-old had been sexually active uh, before she was raped. Um, and I opposed it, and he said, yes, she had to give up her information about whether she was sexually active before the rape. Thank God I went and appealed it to Bo Miller, and he reversed that ruling, but that spoke to me um, about how he was making decisions on the bench. And um, that's why I'm not supporting him. And I don't mind his knowing that, even though he's a sitting judge. I just think it's, a, it's so out of bounds and that it disqualifies him, in my mind, in, in terms of sitting in any of my cases. Having said that, um, do you all do polling um, in terms of how, where you stand in the rankings in terms of 
the primaries? Have you done any polling? Not to my knowledge, no. You feel good about your chances? I feel great. Okay. I think we have an amazing chance. Um, I've got a lot of support from various groups. My community is extremely excited. The Arab American community is very excited. Um, the Islamic community is very excited. Other groups and minorities that I've assisted throughout my years are very excited. I've done a lot of pro bono work. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you reap what you sow. And I feel like that's what's happened with me. I've done a lot of pro bono asylum cases. And you know, I'm very thankful to say that I've won every single one of them. And a lot of my clients are asking me, Lemma, how can we help you? How can we volunteer on your oh campaign my. and help? Oh, my. That's great. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you got some endorsements that when I was running for mayor, I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> you had some great endorsements. I think the um, Houston Black Democrats that... I believe they endorsed uh, Tamika Kraft. Really? Yeah. Oh, how in the world did they do that? I must have missed that meeting. Huh? I need to go back and talk to them about that. But we're going to do what we can to help you, okay? Well, I appreciate that. I want you to tell me what most troubles you about... Um, if a person would know, what do you think is your weakest point uh, for, for being a judge? I know people want to talk about their strengths, but what do you think that you would probably need to catch up on if you're going to be a civil court judge? Well, I believe any... Mean, I'm going to ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe any person who takes the bench who's never been a judge before, there's a learning curve, mm -hmm. and I'm ready for that learning curve. I, um, I feel like I'm a very quick learner, and I'm up for the challenge. My only weakness is I've never been a judge before. Really? And I think every judge has never been a judge before at one point in their lives. Yeah, yeah we can't, we, we, we just, we're not born being judges. Exactly. And then what do you think is your greatest strength? I think my greatest strength is the fact that I am able to empathize with individuals, that I have a lot of compassion that I've been exposed to numerous different cultures and people and languages. And so that gives me an advantage of being able to understand people and to really empathize with them. Okay, three minute round. This is, this is how I conclude these. So I'll give you three minutes and I'm gonna give you kind of some rapid questions, okay? Okay. Ready for it? Sure. All right. <laughs> um, summary judgment practice. What's your position about that? You want oral arguments, no oral arguments? Are you pro, um, more pro-granting summary judgments on the paper? You want to hear oral arguments? I think that would depend on the complexity of the case. Okay. If it's very complex and I need a, a greater uh, in-depth understanding of it that can't be conveyed uh, in a written uh, motion, then sure, we need oral arguments. So you would set it up where you would request oral arguments or you would say automatically, you get oral arguments if you, if you file a motion? Well, again, I think if an attorney believes that an oral argument would benefit their case and they request it, I would be open to that. All right. Second question in your three-minute round. Rule from the bench or take an advisement? Oh, I love rulings from the bench. Okay. I love, as an attorney, I love it. Why keep me in suspense? Got Why it. keep everybody else in suspense? Okay, so we're going to get a ruling right there in front of you if, if you think it's appropriate. If it's not a complex matter that requires a more in-depth, deeper dive, then definitely a ruling from the bench. All right. A final, discovery disputes. Are you one that wants to rule on those on the paper, or do you want to hear oral argument about it? Again, it would depend on the complexity of the dispute. 
if it's something that doesn't require um, a lot of thought, if it's something that's just, you know, a basic ruling, then fine, you know, it can be done under submission. But if it's more complex and it requires somebody to, to tell me more about what's going on, that can't, again, be conveyed in a written motion, then sure, oral would be fine. Final. Crowded docket or staged docket, and by that I mean, I mean you have all lawyers at 9 o'clock uh, for hearing, or do you stage them 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, and so on? Oh, it doesn't make sense for everybody to appear at the same time. Of course not. Why you waste get, you, everybody's time? You get my three votes. Oh, I love you. Thank <laughs> you. But why waste everybody's time? Yeah. I mean, I think this pandemic, there's a silver lining to it in that we started having Zoom hearings. Okay. And we're so behind. The legal world is so behind. We should have had Zoom hearings, remote hearings years ago. Yes. And we deal with a lot. At my, at my uh, law firm, we deal with a lot of startups and a lot of innovative companies. And so we have to be very tech savvy. And so we are tech savvy, and we implement a lot of tech savvy things at our firm. Um, and I think that should be implemented in the courtroom as well. Zoom should have been happening years ago. I like you. Thank you. This is my first time meeting you. I like you. <laughs> Lemma Barazzi, she's running for judge of the 189th Judicial District Court here in Harris County. Just as smart as she can be. Thank you. I, I, we need you on the bench, okay? Thank, thank, thank your family for taking the sacrifice to let you do this. I mean, because it has to be a pay cut for you to do it. And all that reading you've got to do with all of our long motions that we file and so on. <laughs> I wish you the best. All right, you got one minute to say your concluding remarks, my listeners. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. This is my first radio show um, that I've interviewed that I've ever had. Well, we're going to take a picture of you. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Have your radio moment, okay? (laughs) Okay, sure. I'll smile right here. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep talking. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm excited. You know, um, I'm so grateful to my husband who has been very supportive. I have a 10-year-old daughter, and she's super excited. She actually inspired me to do this because her role model is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's got mm. she's got her pictures all over her room. She's got a calendar of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, I love this. And so and she's 10 years old. She's 10 years old. Layla. Layla. Layla oh. Barazzi. Um, and so I'm I'm just you know looking forward to serving the you know the residents of Harris County. I'm looking forward to hopefully making a difference. And I'm looking forward to making history. You know, but we have never had an Arab American judge in Texas. Is that right? Yes. And so I'm looking to make that history. We only have a few in the nation. And I'm running on the platform of furthering minority representation. I love it. Thank you. Give us your name one more time. Lemma May Barazi. And when do we get to vote for you? Early voting starts February 14th, and it goes through February 28th. And then the election, the primaries are March 1st. But I encourage everybody to do early voting because the lines are shorter. I'm going to tell you, for your first radio show, you've done well. Oh, all right, gonna, all right, that's Lemma Barazzi. And I'm going to tell you, you convinced me in the last 15 minutes, hey, I'm going to vote three times. Now, they didn't <laughs> stop me, but I'm going to try. All right, Lemma Barazzi, um, consider her for your vote on, for the 189th Judicial District Court. We're going to have a break. Can we take a break, Jerry? And then we're going to come back with another outstanding uh, candidate. I, I don't know her. I've never met her, but I was reading up on her last night and this morning. Pam Medina. Is that right? Yes. All right. Then we're going to talk to you in just a second. Thank all right. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Lemma. Thank you. This is so great. fun. Come on, we're going to take a picture. Okay, love it. Yeah. We'll put it on our Facebook page. Here you go. <laughs> Hi. 
Are you ready for your yeah. turn? I hope so. Oh, I'm easy. I'm, I'm just a pushover. <laughs> hey, Jerry, can you do this one? Well, hold on, see. 